The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss why brand positioning is a close ally and why brand collaborations always make sense. Joining us is Scott Harkey, who is the CEO and co-founder of OH Partners, which has consistently been ranked as one of Inc. 5000's fastest growing private companies, and Adweek lists their agency as one of the fastest growing on the planet. OH has led marketing and digital campaigns for clients, including Disney, National Geographic, Airbnb, and the NBA. Yesterday, Scott and I talked about strategic brand positioning, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about unconventional collaborations through partnerships. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Scott Harkey, the CEO and co-founder of OH Partners. Scott, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Benjamin. Now I see why you go Benjamin Shapiro, not Ben Shapiro. That makes more sense to me now. You know, there's somebody else who, for the record, I had the name first, but another <laughs> political podcaster and not to make this show about politics, but I'm bigger, stronger, taller, <laughs> and I think I should rank first in Google. That's how I spin it on MarTech. Well, I'm excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about branding and sort of the idea behind branding being the foundation of your marketing efforts and how it touches and affects earned, own, paid, everything you're doing in marketing. And you talked a little bit about the end of our conversation about some of the different channels and, and why they're relevant and how they're impacted by branding. One of them you said was, hey, look, influencer marketing, incredibly important. And you used Yeti as an example not only do they have a solid brown foundation, but they can use that to find influencers, find strategic partners, basically influences all of what they're doing with their brand. Now that I paraphrased our entire conversation yesterday, I want to dig deeper into collaborations because if our data is going away because the platforms and the federal government coming down with more regulations, it's going to be harder to get first party data. You got to work with other data sources that have first party data. And those are other businesses, and people that have media. So how do you make sense of finding great partnerships or working with influencers? And what are some of the unconventional ways that businesses are doing it? Certainly, this new world is here. Marketing is changing. And right now, for me, and what we're seeing is how do we capitalize by having similar values as other influencers or even other companies or brands 
That's the first thing is, do we all kind of believe the same thing? Are we all like aligned on what's really important? You don't want a friend that just has different values than you, right? And I think that's the same with influencers and collaborations. The second piece is what collaborations make sense from a creativity standpoint that you can work with. And third, what collaborations and influencers have a large audience that you can expand upon your audience? So I, I was going to mention last episode is Edelman puts out a trust barometer report and we're at an all-time high of distrust. Makes sense. I mean, we don't trust our politicians. We don't trust brands. We don't trust people. I mean, it's at a really all-time low. And I think what collaborations and partnerships do is if you're in the club and you love van shoes, then if you're doing a collaboration with vans and let's say you're an up-and-coming art distribution company and you're working with vans, then both of these have your trusted own channels and partnering together. It's like two clubs coming together that have the same values and you can maximize your audience together. It's funny that you talk about vans because my wife is a strategist for Old Navy at Gap Inc. And we were walking down the street in our neighborhood, you know, the main strip, and there's a van store there. And they did a collaboration with The Simpsons. I'm an old guy now, apparently. 40. You're the same age as me. Yeah, we're old now. 41. I got you by a year. Okay. You know, I love The Simpsons like every guy that grew up with The Simpsons. Of course. Guys and girls. And I didn't really think about buying a pair of Vans. I think of them being kid shoes. But when they had the Simpsons kid shoes, then I was like, actually, I'm kind of in this target market. And I started to think about the brand a little bit differently. Think about it as a little bit more fun and a little bit more targeted towards me. Hey, look, maybe I'm just ready to be like Homer Simpson as opposed to I used to think about being like Bart, but it's another way for you to address a different market. So partnerships can have an impact because they help transfer trust. It's the same reason why people work with us as a podcast sponsor. They are trying to reach marketers. We have an audience of marketers. Hopefully they trust us. They come and support the podcast and get some inferred credibility from that. How do you manage that process? When you're looking for large partnerships, small partnerships, all sorts of them, it gets really complicated really fast. It is very difficult. We do this for some of the biggest brands in the world. And let me tell you, if some of the biggest brands in the world are having trouble doing it in-house with all the resources in the world, that means it's hard. And it's hard to charge to monetize it too if you're an agency because it is complicated. Managing influencers is an absolute nightmare. Let me just tell you, we've done a lot of that. But that means there's an opportunity. It's hard for a reason because you're dealing with human beings. It's the same as pitching a PR story, right? You're managing expectation of a reporter. You're trying to get a great story for the reporter while also getting key benefits to a brand in a published story. You have to earn it. It's not a paid deal. So collaborations influencers the same way. And I, I put them in the same boat because I think influencers at some level are brands and influencers are creators. They're not just somebody to use as a distribution of content. You have to be partnering with them, which is why, again, your van deal, you know, National Geographic's one of our clients. They have a National Geographic van shoe. Simpsons have done it before. They did it with Butterfinger in their first thing. I remember that. Right? So it's not something that's easy to cold source. I think you need to have some relationships and trust going into it. And when you're bringing different brands together, a lot of marketing departments have very specific things that they want to say. And taking off maybe some of their expectations of things that they want, there's going to be trade-offs. It's hard putting partnerships together, especially ones that aren't contractually ironed out with money. And you're looking for really, how do you benefit from it? On the streets, Benjamin, they call it a collab. That's what the kids are calling it. A collab. You're not going to just DM somebody and, hey, we want to do a collab. 
I think you have to have these connections and that trust and some working relationships with people to put the best ones together. Nike's been great at it too, by the way, another one. I think Nike's a great example of a company that's done strategic partnerships and really at scale where, you know, putting Nike next to Apple, for example, makes a ton of sense, right? And if you're at this like world-renowned brand, it's easy to sort of attract those partnerships. That's at the highest level. I think most of us are probably thinking down a level where it's, hey, I'm in B2B marketing. How do I find somebody that's an industry influencer that I could work with? I'm a early stage e-commerce company. How do I find the social media influencers that are going to put my product in the best light? When you think about that sort of either smaller, like micro influencer, even up to the strategic partnerships with other brands, what are some of the ways that the best in class companies are starting to think about the analytics behind partnerships, behind influencers? How do you evaluate what actually works? I mean, there's a lot of influencer platforms and no disrespect to influencer platforms. I've seen a lot of them, a lot of my friends in the business. But there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. I mean, when you can trade it 25 times on subscription models, everybody wants a subscription model platform. I get it. But the tools are already there. The platforms already have the tools to search out whatever you want. I think it's about finding what attributes you provide as a brand and what are some other attributes other brands provide. And it's putting the data together of why this makes sense. And then it comes down to courting. This isn't a one-night stand scenario. This is something that you need to go on dates and really court each other and really understand what the brand's purpose is, what each one of them, whether that's micro or macro, and how you can benefit each other. And I think a lot of times people are trying to slam deals together too quickly. And you could be offering cash, you could be offering this. And most of the time that I've seen any collabs and even influencers, surprisingly, it's not about the money. It's about it being the right fit and gaining the trust that you're not going to make each other look bad. Because again, trust is an all-time low. So if you do a collab with the wrong person or wrong company, you lose trust and both people lose trust. So I think it takes time and courtship. Those are the best ones I've seen that we put together that I've seen even some of my clients execute. It's bringing them to the property, showing them what you have, showing them some of your benefits, showing them other partnerships that you have, and really talking through it. But we want to get that post and show how many views it got, which isn't accurate. Meta's not going to give us that data. And we're not thinking through the why. We're thinking more through the post analysis of eyeballs. And that's, I think, slowing down and really courting somebody as to why it's a good fit for their audience more so than the money and the quickness. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX. Your best decision starts here. 
To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I get the idea that there's a courting process and you need to get aligned with the influencer or the partner that you're working with to make sure that you're delivering a message, the right message to the relevant audience. You're matching brand stories essentially is what you're doing. I want to dig into the first part that you talked about, which is using data to find those potential collaborations. Yes. You got to figure out if that person, those companies are relevant, are they a match for your audience? But you first have to figure out who and where they are. And there's a million people that call themselves influencers, if not more out there today. How do you find the right ones? I personally believe that all the platforms exist in their current state, whether that's Google, YouTube, Meta, and looking at their audience, paying attention to engagement. Big surprise, but influencers, they've been known to use steroids. I call them steroids in not the sense that we're used to in sports steroids. Influencer steroids. Do you mean performance marketing? Well, I mean paid followers and paid engagement. Right. And differentiating what's paid and what's steroid use and what's really real. And you can find that out actually pretty easy through the existing platforms that we have. And I have a pretty large social team. I mean, talking 30 plus people full time in social and PR at some level. And we, again, we've tried a lot of the MarTech solutions around influencers, but we found just going through and seeing who their audience is, what stories they're posting. I think there's better fit for having not micro, micro and not massive, massive stories, but in that middle section. And we look to see who their audience is on the platforms and we see how many of these people are bots or not. What kind of engagement do they have versus how much audience do they have? It's not hard to find out. It's pretty easy to go through and see. And then once you talk to them, are they cool or not? Are they just a nightmare, right? Like you can find out pretty quickly. Again, I know people probably want some silver bullet platform. I'm telling you, I haven't seen it exist yet. And there's thousands of them. Maybe it does, but I think it's literally going through and searching through Meta's platform. There is a MarTech solution here to finding influencers. It's your eyeballs. Exactly. Yeah. It's judgment. It's understanding and doing the legwork. And sure, you can filter down. I'm sure that there are solutions that are out there. We've worked with a company, Upfluence was a former sponsor of the MarTech podcast. Great company, great at finding influencers, but you still, at the end of the day, have to be the one who judges whether somebody is saying the right things and putting themselves in a position to be in front of the audience that you want in a way that you want them to. I do, by the way, I think there are good MarTech solutions and other platforms that can help transactionally on the back end. Using efficiency for that, fine. Or even finding ways to issue payment faster when there's paid involved and things like that. I think that's a better use of MarTech, not the searching. I think the searching and vetting can be done with more human element and needs to be done with human element. All right. So we're finding our influencer type partnerships manually for the most part. 
We're using some MarTech solutions to evaluate their performance of their posts and manage the logistics of influencers. Talk to me about not necessarily the social media influencers, but some of the other collaborations that you've seen, some of the other actual, what I would consider to be partnerships, not influencer relationships. I think the best way to find good collaboration partnerships is through industry events. And those are lacking, right? I mean, CES was down. Can this year in France is going to be very small audience compared to what they're used to. But even other micro industry events, I've found in brands that I serve in, look, they don't need an agency for this. But going and seeing other people there that have the same vision, that are seeing the same consumer trends. There's a lot of really good marketing clubs now, whether that's National Advertising Association, ANA, which I'm a member. There's an interesting CMO club that I've been involved in called Brand Innovators that I'm really active with where a lot of different brand marketing people get together. And I think meeting other people at other companies that do kind of your job is really beneficial. And that's where I think a lot of conversations can get started and where I've seen a lot of collabs happen. It's at a lot of these events. It turns out what's old is new. It's so non-sexy of a response. I hate it, but it's the truth. I mean, we run the MarTech podcast, so I'm trying to find a way to figure out what the technology solutions that marketers need to implement are. But I'm also a marketer, fundamentally. And so as much as I want to be like, hey, here's the secret sauce, here's the data source, here's the connectors that you're going to use to get your influencers into your pipeline, Some of the times you just got to do the legwork the old way. You got to pitch a journalist and do some PR. You got to create your content and publish it. You've got to go to the events and shake some hands. All right. Let me give a few maybe tech solutions that I think are great. I'm here for it. You've probably been familiar with Scarborough, a Nielsen company. I think looking at some of that data to see where you over-index with certain audiences or certain activities is great. I'll give you an example. So the Arizona Lottery is one of our clients. They do a billion five a year in sales. We're in 3,000 retailers across the state of Arizona. We put 250 million net profit back into the state's coffers in terms of lottery tickets. We did a partnership with the Arizona Cardinals and actually had an Arizona Cardinals scratcher for the Arizona lottery. And the way we came to that was we looked at Scarborough data to see that our audience was heavily into football. And football was heavily into gambling. And it was highly localized. So when we started matching audiences, we started to see trends and overlapping of audience that this would be a really good partnership and it would extend both audiences. Arizona Lottery, 3,000 retailers, hundreds of thousands of list of database, Cardinals, 75,000 people going to a game, huge email database, big brand. They both were about the community. And you start to overlay that data. I think uh, it makes a lot of sense. The other one, if you're looking for trends, which I've been a subscriber, it's a lot of freaking money. I hate writing a check every year. But Mintel, I think, is one of the best out there in terms of finding consumer trends that are emerging. That's a good way to have some creative collaboration ideas around where is audience going and what are they looking for. So certainly the deal making has to be done old fashioned. But I do think there's a lot of data you can overlay in terms of different audiences and finding synergies with collaborations. So Mintel, M-I-N-T-E-L, and you said Starbird, was it? Scarborough. Scarborough, okay. It's a super old school product. My one issue with Scarborough, at times the respondents are a little low, but what you look for in Scarborough is anything that's indexing over a certain amount, right? Like anything over 100 means that you index really high. So I cross-tab a lot of things. So I'm looking for people that love outdoor activities with people that love beer. So Anheuser-Busch was a client. 
And we did a, a really cool program with national parks where we had a custom beer around national parks and influencers that go to national parks. And we found that like craft beer drinkers and national park people had some synergies. And we started with that in Scarborough. All right. So we got Nielsen's product Scarborough, S-C-A-R-B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Correct. And Mintel, which is the global research marketing tool. Great tips. I appreciate you sharing some of the inside secrets for finding great partnerships and what the kids are calling collabs. Scott, <laughs> it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thanks for being my guest. Thanks, Benjamin. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Scott Harkey, the CEO and co-founder of OH Partners for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Scott, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is SharkeyAZ. That's S-H-A-R-K-E-Y-A-Z as in Arizona. Or you can visit his company's website, which is ohpartners.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletters, or you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.